Give the gift of liberty this holiday season by becoming a Cato sponsor on behalf of a friend or loved one. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor. And if you support our work with a thousand dollars or more, I'll give you or your designee a shout out on the podcast. Help us advance the values of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace by becoming a Cato podcast sponsor. That website again is cato.org slash podcast sponsor. And thank you. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 16th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. There's no love lost between many college sports fans and the NCAA, and the way the organization operates suggests to many people that the group governing events like college football playoffs and March Madness is effectively an exploiter of student labor. Sal Nuzzo is vice president of policy at the James Madison Institute. We spoke in Phoenix earlier this month about one idea moving ahead now in two states to let college athletes profit even just a little bit from their own popularity and notoriety. I attended the University of Louisville. Go Cards. My condolences. (laughs) So the, uh, and Louisville has its own special relationship with the NCAA. Not a lot of love lost between that school and its sports programs and the NCAA. Um, but you know, the, the fact that they, Louisville had a championship vacated, uh, the fact that there was a, a, essentially a massive payoff to Louisville's former basketball coach, uh, for signing this shoe contract versus that shoe contract. Um, and just by virtue of the fact that the NCAA has this enormous power to, uh, make determinations about, what schools get what and what sanctions apply to whom and the people who are doing the work, the student athletes, especially on, uh, in sports where the sport is broadcast, where there is, uh, are millions of dollars of, uh, advertising at stake, uh, for TV contracts, for, uh, NCAA tournaments, for football, for basketball, for the, the revenue sports. The guys who are doing the work, and it's almost exclusively guys, uh, aren't getting a dime outside of a scholarship that they have to use while they're performing these tasks for uh, the schools. And what's the fix? Well, I think what you have is, I mean, you referenced the concept that the NCAA has power. One could make a compelling case that what they have is monopoly power. They have the power to control all of the institutions that wish to compete within their sanctioned events. And so um, recently, uh, as recently as the last couple of, uh, of months, you've had two states in particular uh, taking stands uh, to kind of raise the issue in uh, in a couple of different ways. Uh, first off, the state of California uh, a little while back passed a piece of legislation and Governor Gavin Newsom signed it that would allow uh, players in the California uh, university system, student athletes to receive compensation for the use of their uh, image and likeness, which as you uh, kind of referenced, I mean, these young men and in many cases, young women are uh, featured on calendars and jerseys and in some cases in video games. Uh, They make live appearances and massive billboards, massive billboards. They're used 
all the time. And as you referenced, their sole compensation is in the value of a scholarship that is only to be used when they're uh, when they're in school. And so uh, California passed a law and Governor Newsom signed it uh, that would allow them to receive compensation. The NCAA swiftly uh, responded and uh, and said that if uh, if the state goes down this road, uh, the NCAA would be forced to desanction uh institutions that were participating. Now, what's that? Well, that means they couldn't participate uh, in in games. Uh, they couldn't participate in in the playoffs. They couldn't participate in any of the athletic competitions. So it's effectively a death penalty. Um, subsequent to California, uh, Florida, uh, my home state, uh, had a, uh, a piece of legislation introduced by uh, a Republican and a Democrat together uh, that largely mirrored the, the California legislation. Now, uh, at the time that they released uh, their proposed policy change, um, it was several months before the legislative legislative session began. And uh, but the governor uh, of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, came out in support of it. And at you know at, at that time. Then the NCAA, I think, uh, began to see the writing on the wall that this was an issue that was not going to go away, uh, that the times uh, have indeed changed. And there is a growing recognition that given the amount of money that's uh, that's spent in college athletics and the fact that you have, as you mentioned, coaches, schools, conferences, networks everyone making billions of dollars and the only folks who do not reap those rewards are the ones actually performing the labor uh something's got to give uh so uh you know w- we've begun to take a look at that uh, as a kind of as a free market uh libertarian type of policy reform that uh that could result in some in in my opinion some pretty healthy changes in how we uh, we promote the prosperity of, of kids and, and student athletes. So uh, let's assume that this the NCAA uh, is a born again uh, <laughs> recognizer <laughs> of the as let's say moral right of these young people to to make some profit over and above a the value of a, a cash value of a scholarship um, what does that look like and how does that affect sports that don't produce any revenue and the sports yeah. that sort of depend on football and basketball to uh, to pay the bills, provide scholarships for water polo, for, you know, any any number of other sports that, that frankly aren't as as uh, paid, don't aren't given as much attention uh, as co- as college basketball and football. Sure. And, and that's a very important distinction to make as the the policy process kind of evolves. One thing to be very clear about is that both in the California case and in the Florida uh, piece of legislation that's been proposed, we're not talking about the NCAA paying athletes uh, or trying to create some pool of funds that can then be distributed to players on the whole. We're talking about individual athletes who are being used uh, in uh, whose images and likenesses are being used or names are being used, generating revenue 
off of the property right of their name and face. So it ultimately comes down to who owns my name, who owns my face, and who do I give permission to use? So in a sense, this is uh, an issue over, one, your ownership of your likeness and uh, your face and uh, your name, uh, but also uh, the ability of uh, those people to go out, I mean, get an agent and promote it, or to tell the school and by extension, the NCAA, yes, I will play basketball for you, but if you want to promote me uh, as a draw or promote, use me as a draw to games, you're, somebody's going to pay me. Well, and, and, and I think that as, like I said, as the, 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 the details of the policy evolution happen, we're going to see the questions about how does this translate from college football to water polo or other sports that aren't generating the kind of revenues? Um, and, uh, you know, this is kind of a, a wonderful time to be a part of the discussion because you're at the ground level of how we redefine what it means to be a student athlete in a multi-billion dollar industry. And so things like, how does this translate uh, to other sports that aren't revenue generators? How does this, uh, what are the parallels and how do we adapt uh, Title IX protections to, uh, to this? Ultimately, as you know, we both, I think, believe the market should dictate um, what the athletes you know, revenue potentials are. And again, as long as it's not the NCAA paying athletes for sports, I think you're able to work through a lot of those challenging dynamics a lot more effectively um, with the understanding that, you know, a company like Nike may have a, uh, a contract with maybe the University of Louisville and there need to be protections in place in that contract so that, you know, uh, an athlete isn't doing the side deal with Adidas or, or all of those things. That places uh, a whole lot of, in my opinion, optimism on the dialogue because we're recognizing, all right, we're moving in that, pardon the pun, we're moving the ball in the right direction. We're starting to generate topics of discussion for how we generate the right market for this. And that is fundamentally different than even six months ago. So uh, going forward, are there other states looking at this? Or because once you've got Florida and California, you've got a lot of very extremely top tier uh, teams that uh, if the NCAA doesn't buckle, are suddenly no longer contenders in sports that where they definitely would be. Sure. And one of the, the best parts about um, college sports is you have major institutions in really small states that have overwhelming presences and a lot of market viability. So, um, you know, Indiana basketball, um, you know, Ohio State football, uh, a lot of these institutions, I think, as the 
the floodgates, so to speak, begin to get opened. And and once Florida introduced its legislation, the NCAA kind of responded and said, we really need to look at our governing guidelines for this now and be more open to it. I think what you're going to find is as the Florida legislation makes it through uh, its chamber and the governor has indicated he's in favor of it, you're going to begin to see more states kind of begin to take this on in a more uh, a more deliberate manner. And my guess is I wouldn't be surprised if the NCAA in some way, shape or form convenes a task force of some sort or a committee of their uh, of their body to kind of address this in a way that recognizes that this needs to be the future of how student athletes are are, you know, kind of looked at in in the realm of college sports. Sal Nuzo is the vice president for policy at the James Madison Institute. We spoke earlier this month in Phoenix. Please consider becoming a Cato podcast sponsor. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to make a gift today. And thank you.